Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, everyone. Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Nation, welcome along here to the flagship show. Uh, I am going to guide you through my dad, and you'll be pleased to see I have two great faces alongside me. The man this side, big man Murph. You're back. You're not quite better, but you get in there. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's really good to be here, Dan. Um, yeah, the last couple of weeks have been horrible. Um, most of you probably all know. Those that don't, obviously, I, I got bitten by something. Some bacteria got into my left leg, ballooned to oh, about four times the size, and yeah. uh, blood under the skin. It was pretty horrible. And then I the, contracted COVID. Uh, on top of that, and you got... probably didn't assist it, did it? No, <laughs> running a charity tournament. Content level was up. No, and then and then starting a charity tournament in your hospital bed is probably not the not the best thing to do. I really, do you know what? I really almost postponed it. I think I even said to Stocks, I'm going to postpone it. Um, but so many people were so excited. I was like, I just have yeah. to just power through this. So, uh, and there's a great like, team here at Five Yard that have all everyone's chipped in, chipped in and helped out, and yeah, that's it's, what they're there it's for. been terrific. But. 
I'm here. I'm not mentally brilliant and I'm not physically brilliant, but yeah. and uh, if you do hear, if you think my voice is like uh, flatter than normal or I've seemed like a bit disinterested, it's it's not that what we're talking about or anything like that. It's just uh, the recovery levels will take some weeks to get back to to full level, but. We've got a great okay. guest, so I know I'm going to laugh a lot tonight because this is one of my best friends in the entire world, and I'm so glad he's here. Because if I needed someone other than you, Dan, who gets me through <laughs> a lot of shows, if I needed yep. someone just to give me that extra pickup, this is like the perfect person when you're just not feeling 100% and you just need to pick me up. This is the guy, and I'm so honestly, I'm so humbled he's here. Like it, every time he comes on, he humbles me, and I love him to pieces. So take it away. Well, that's it. Fantasy pros, analyst, and the host author of the incredible fantasy football black book, which is behind him. This is weird. It mirrors, doesn't it? Mm. Collector of mini figurines by the look of it as well, Joe. Uh, yes, indeed. Joe Pia joins us. <laughs> fun What's goes. going on? What's I'm going awesome, on, guys? Man. It is great to see you. Uh, Dan, pleasure to see you. Murph, again, uh, everything, feelings mutual. It's been years now, you and I. Uh, mm. And... Uh, uh, I can't wait for you to get to the States and hang out, man. I I'm, I told you you got an open invitation here to come watch football in the big giant television, the barroom here oh at the Pizza Pia house and just hang out and I'll make some, I'll make Sunday sauce. We'll hang out. We'll eat some food. We'll watch some football. It'll be a good time. I'm also just glad that you're an excellent wrestling podcast. Says Jack. Well, I would do the wrestling podcast too. That's right. Thank you, Jack, for listening to that. I appreciate that <laughs> in this ring. Very exciting episode last week. I just dropped to that. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm just glad you're feeling better. I know you take your ginger stuff really seriously, but your, your whole entire body need not look red as well. So I'm just, I really, although the Hellboy look was kind of cool for a little while for you, I'm glad you're getting better. I want to know what bit you. That's what I want to know. Like, who was the culprit? I was going to say, we're not a country it? renowned for biting insects and animals, right? I mean, yeah. let's face it. We're, it, like, we're, it wasn't like Murph was on safari yeah. or something like that. Like, <laughs> that's not an image I think any of us can see. Like, there's, you know, no, I, I want to know what the hell happened, but I, I look, whatever it is. I, at the wilds of Northamptonshire. I know. Well, it, it's it's so it's funny. It it actually doesn't matter what bit me because it wasn't like a venom that that caused it. Um, it's basically just something bit me in the back of my leg. It was so small that Sorry, it was so insignificant. Didn't know it was there. Never knew it was there. And basically, it got infected. So bit of dirt, um, bit of bit of whatever rubbish, something got inside my skin. And that's what's caused the the lower leg infection. So it was just a, a, a an infection. So well, are you going to uh, be ready for training camp? I think that's all anybody cares about. Are you oh yeah, all right. can I still draft you? That's what I want to know. The, you the question I want to know is what superpowers? Although the Buccaneers are talking about me maybe playing center, <laughs> they could use one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I might be playing center for the Buccaneers if Robert Hansy doesn't work out to be as good. <laughs> I might be blocking for the goat. You never know. Nice. I'm ready to go. No, I'm ready to go. We're gonna. We're going to smash it. This is going to be a phenomenal season. I can't wait for it. And uh, I feel like this year with, and I don't know about you guys, I feel like this year, because there's been so much of this, and we're going to get onto the big talking point in a minute. There's been so much sort of negative news this year with uh, lots of holdouts, lots of like contract stuff, lots of discipline stuff. Um, I kind of feel like this off season has been the longest one ever. Like, I don't feel really? like, you know, I feel I like this the has been the longest. I actually think I this has like... gone far quicker than last year. I think the, the trade activity coming out of the season with those Tyreek Hills and 
Chris Kirk went to the Jags for the money and the change of coach in there. And I actually think this one's gone relatively quickly because especially early on, we had some kind of breaking news every week to come up with. Yeah, for yeah. me, everything uh, just flies by because I do NFL and Major League Baseball. So there's no rest uh, for me. Uh, so it doesn't matter. So uh, the draft was insane. Uh, trying to cover yeah. that live was nuts because there were actual real trades going on. Nobody was making their own pick. Trying to trying to keep a who traded who for what now like it was crazy. <laughs> so the draft was wild, uh, and there were like real players moving, like AJ Brown moving teams. Like there were t- players were like, "Wow, this Marcus is actually Brown." Yeah, yeah. You're like looking around, going, "This is like a fantasy league here. What the hell's going on?" So, <laughs> so from that standpoint, it's been crazy. But I, I get what you're saying. You know, I think these hold ins as they are now, they're not holdouts. Like they go there, they show up in catering. They hang out. They go to you know a couple of meetings, but they're just not going to put themselves out because they don't want to get hurt, which is understandable. I think that's the way more mature way to go about these things. Um, but yeah, the hold-ins are a little annoying. Obviously, today the Deshaun Watson stuff, we finally got maybe more clarity on that. And of all like of all the days too, it's like hey, it's Monday morning. Let's go. We're going to get the Deshaun Watson stuff. We're going to talk about quarterbacks. It seems like the uh, the perfect storm today for the show. Yeah, it is because we we planned quarterbacks. We planned this a few weeks ago, and then. Yeah. This drop, so it, it's literally like perfect. So obviously everyone is aware uh, that Deshaun Watson has been banned for six games. Um, he will receive that suspension immediately. He won't be back until week seven uh, of the NFL season, by which point he would have missed uh, 19 uh, consecutive NFL games. He also would have missed is, about yeah. 21, 22 months of football. He would have changed teams from playing in in a dome to outside. Um, he mm. wouldn't have been able to train with any of his teammates. I, I I don't think we need to get into the morality of. I think everyone understands that six games isn't long enough. I don't think anyone's going to sit here and say that mm-hmm. six games is enough. And I think you know we're not going to sit here and pass the same judgments. But for me. A league perspective, because this is the first time this process has been done from the collective bargaining agreement, the independent mm-hmm. process. Do we feel that the process is better than just handing it to Goodell? Um, and do we feel that a due process was followed? Uh, and on top of that, what do we think about Deshaun Watson coming back in week seven? And, and, and what's he going to come <laughs> back to? Well, I think, first of all, this is exactly how I started Fantasy Pros Pod this morning, which is like, I'm not going to get into the heinous awfulness of what he did, because if you don't understand that, then you're you're an idiot. Uh, So now we're just left with the football version. So I'm here to talk about what happens football wise, you know, at this point, because, you know, whether it was one or 24 people he did this to, it doesn't matter. It's it's equally terrible. It's horrible. Uh, To my understanding, you know, they were presented the. The, the arbiter was presented the five cases, I guess it were, that were um, a, a sample size of what was going on that were not the ones that were settled or not the ones that were the civil lawsuits and things like that nature. And because they didn't find the criminal, you know, uh, charges there with him, it becomes dicey from a legal standpoint <clears throat> of, of the circumstances of it. So I understand that. I do think the independent arbiter is a good idea. I do believe that. And I believe that because you don't want everything to always be on the desk of Roger Goodell and him be the, the moral police and the, you know, and somehow trying to figure out, well, Deshaun Watson, did these horrible things. And they said, Tom Brady blew up a couple footballs and now he's got four games and Deshaun Watson has six. I mean, it's, you can't do this. Calvin really has got a year 
for making a, a, a bet on FanDuel or whatever the hell he did. Like, it's just crazy. Like, you, you can't try to justify all these things. I do think this is a peculiar situation, the fact that the NFL does have three days to appeal. If they appeal, I think it's going to set a very bad precedent for what they just agreed to in the CBA. So I do believe the six is going to be the six. And I think over time, the NFL is going to take this angle of we're just going to let it pass through and everyone's going to be upset about it. And they're going to win that war of attrition because at the end of the day, people are going to be more excited. The football's back mm-hmm. and more angry that Sean Watson didn't get enough because what is enough? Well, I mean, if any of us did this in our jobs, we would not have jobs anymore. So I think that's, that's like, that, that's the whole thing. I mean, it, this is a life of privilege that some of these guys live in. You got to hope that at some point in time, they understand that you're using that privilege should have circumstances, but when it doesn't truly have circumstances, it's difficult. And I think it's more complicated because it seems like something the Texans allowed to continue for a very long period of time. So the NFL's personal, you know, liability here, I think is huge not just Deshaun Watson's, and that's what makes it so complicated. So I think in this case, the NFL will be wise to just accept what it is. They did the due process. They can stand or hide behind the legality issues of it and then just hope that by the time we get Deshaun Watson back, everyone will make us think about it, but we're in the football season, and at the end of the day, you know, people will who are upset about it will be upset about it, and the people who are just going to watch football are going to watch football. And there's a ton of conditions he's going to have to follow as part mm. of this as well. So yeah. um, things are, for example, all of his sessions will have to be booked by the team, managed by the team, supervised, uh, chaperoned. Um, there's things about if he comes into any more legal trouble, there's an automatic clause that gets enacted. There's quite a lot of things he has to go through. Some uh, well, he counseling. should have only male massage therapists from now on, yeah. don't you think? I feel well, like hundred percent. You know, I mean, if you're the team, if I'm the Browns, that's part of the contract. You know, just not to put himself in in that that situation or put the team. Well, in that situation. I think I think they've gone further, and in the language of this agree or well, this thing that's come out today is that the he is not allowed to schedule any of his own. Massage session. Like the whole thing is just ludicrous. That yeah. I mean, it's even gotten to this point. And again, you know, if, if he was not an, if he was not Deshaun Watson of the talent he was, we would not be talking about this guy. But because no. he is, this is this is what privilege looks like. This is what talent looks like. And and look, you know, the Browns. I always felt like this. Once the Browns made that <laughs> trade, you had to know that it wasn't going to be a year suspension. Like I knew that that was never going to be the case. Anybody who thought it was, was nuts because no way the Browns would have made the commitment they made to acquire him and all the money to sign him. If they thought that was going to be the case. So look, at the end of the day, this is what it is. And now we're just like, we're, we're in the fantasy world of it now. I always thought it was six to eight games because, and people made the argument about the contract and were saying, well, he's, he's taken a low contract for that year because they're expecting him. It's like, well, no, they did this because this is what the Browns did all season with right. all the players they acquired. It's the way that they're balancing their cap. It's not a smart way of doing it, but it is the way that they have chosen to do it. You know, there was a lot of misinformation. People assumed he was going to get the year. And I think that false expectation and false narrative of he's going to get that year, people have thought a year, people thinking, hang on, he's not getting a year now. He must have done something to conjole a lesser sentence when actually the likelihood of ever him getting that year was. Well, it makes more sense to Murphy what happened last year when he sat out that whole yeah. season. Because I think we all looked at each other and said, like, why, why are the Texans saying we're not going to play this guy, but we're also not suspending this guy? Like, it just it was a very weird circumstance. And as the story unfolds and you realize, well, there's culpability by the Texans in it, now you get it. Because I'm sure the Watson camp said something to the lines of, 
if you do this, we're going to drag you with us. Right. And everybody just decided to just cool off and just wait it out. And that, you know, unfortunately, that's the circumstance, and that's what it's going to be. They wait, and they're going to wait out here, too. And so let's talk about the football aspect of this, mm-hmm. because let's forget, the, you know, we are where we are with this. We know the suspension. Right. As we've gone back and we've said this, 19 games he's going to miss in total over over 21, 22 months. Different facility, different team, different conditions he's going to play in, different receivers. Um, we're talking about a guy now who's going ADP, uh, quarterback 18, so you're looking around pick 150. That's going to skyrocket because people are going to take a chance. What, what can we expect from Deshaun Watson? What can we expect uh, from Deshaun Watson this, I this season? I think, well, uh, the dogs are barking, as you can yeah. tell. The yeah, sorry, the neighbors are out having a row out there, so yeah, excuse that. Awesome. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can get the independent arbiter to take care of him, too. Not my um, dogs. Uh, the... You know, right now, I think you will see varying interest level in Deshaun Watson and fantasy. I think uh, from a super flex standpoint, I think that there's upside enough with the six games where if you do it right and he is your second quarterback, that you can fill it in with a very capable, good third guy. And whether it be a Matt Ryan or somebody who's just, you know, vanilla, but but serviceable that you can deal with. Because then if you have a good team the rest of the way and you're, you know, spending less capital on quarterback and super flex, chances are, you know, you're going to have some good wide receivers and good running backs. And then you can make this whole Watson strategy work. It's all about what you have to pay in single quarterback leagues. You know, I think you'll still be drafted by a lot of people late. I think the way to do it is to be more aggressive is to take him. And then with your last pick, take a Derek Carr, take a Kirk Cousins, take somebody of that ilk or take a Justin Fields if you want to play the upside game. So from the draft capital standpoint, the Watson plan makes a lot of sense because even though you're saying and you're 100% right, he hasn't played in a while, you know, I watched this guy be brilliant with some horrendous surrounding talent in the Texans. He's got a much better supporting cast here. He is going through full training camp. He's done full OTAs. So I don't think picking up the playbook is going to be a problem. I don't think working with the talent he's has is going to be a problem. I think you're going to see Deshaun Watson that looks like a top 10 quarterback. It's not a top five quarterback at some point, very you know, soon in this process of him coming back. Uh, and I do believe there's a legitimate approach here, which is, again, be a little aggressive on Watson, get that guy who you think is a league winner, and then have the fallback on the guy that's safe who you think you can just you know live with until Watson comes back and plays. And if you do it right and you pick the right combinations, it could be a huge win for you from a fantasy perspective. But I have got him at 16 right now, uh, which I think is reasonable. Um, you know, just I, I've got him right next to Justin Fields because I feel like they're kind of the same. <laughs> you know, like I, I'd rather take Cousins and Carr and Rodgers and Lance and Wilson and Stafford and all those guys. But Watson right there is that next tier where it's like, who are those roll the dice league winning guys? Could be Watson, could be Fields, Trevor Lawrence, like that group of guys. He's in that cluster for me. So let me ask you a question from week seven. And I appreciate you're not going to do weekly rankings as yet. It's too much information and disinformation and things we need to figure out. But if you were doing a rest of season rankings right now from week Mm -hmm. seven, based on just what you know right now, where would you put Watson? Uh, I would probably put him around 13 or 12. I think that's reasonable. Um, And it's, and it's also because of the the guys ahead of him. I mean, you still got the Joe Burrows and Tom Brady's and, 
You know, I think it depends on how Russell Wilson gets out of the gate too. Like that's a guy that I might, if Wilson struggles, want a new team and a new <laughs> offense or anything like that. I could see Watson, you know, being right ahead of him. Um, I could see Stafford, you know, if he's throwing too many picks, maybe being a little behind Watson. I think he's in that conversation right around the hover of 10. I think that would be reasonable, but still putting the Burroughs and Brady's and Lamar Jackson's and those guys ahead of him for sure. Okay. Damn, where would you put Watson? I had 10 to 12 in mind before you asked. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of variables out there. The talent he's got, Amari Cooper is the big riser for me in ADP. I think we'll see in the coming weeks after the season because of this news. Um, but yeah, even with the team they've got now, they, you know, they're going to be there or thereabouts. They're going to hope to scrape through a few weeks and then try and push for a playoff berth late on. Um, personally, I'm not someone who would gamble. I think I'm picking him up in the strategy Joe talked about of a safe bet. Uh, the safe bet for me would do in a one QB league. I don't think you need to pick up a second one somewhere. Um, but yeah, the talent he's got, if he comes back, uh, they got a week eight buy as well from memory. Is that right? I think a week eight uh, buy. They have a week nine buy. Mm. Okay. So he's effectively going to get two preseason games in, have a week off. So you're really going to get him effectively from week 10 onwards. I think you might see more of the Deshaun Watson you're used to. Um, HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. So I have him at about 14. Because okay. I, I just think it's going to be very slow out of the gate. And also, we know how Kevin Stefanski wants to run this offense. And I think it's a case of game. Deshaun Watson will be brought in to make explosive plays and to make game-winning plays. But ultimately, his main job here will be what he's very good at, protecting the football, not turning over the football. I still think they're going to get him in the game Maybe slowly. I don't think they're going to give him the full reins early. I know what they paid for him. I know where they're at. I think it's obviously going to depend on where they are in the season, how much Jacoby Brissett does. I think that all of that's going to play in some factors. But I just look at the names in that realm. Like, I can't see him outperforming someone like Trey Lance, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts. I just don't see it. I just don't see it, and that—that's no disrespect to the talent. It's just nine, you know, nineteen games missed is a long time, and those guys are going to have that fluidity. They're going to have those connections. Just think, it's going to take a little bit too long. What I will say is this: his schedule for the playoffs is interesting. It's an interesting fantasy football playoff schedule that he has, and that's something that is worth 
looking at because he does have an easier schedule. Although right now we don't really know what the schedule means and <clears throat> all of those things. But based on paper and what we kind of think of teams, and this could change, um, he does have a more interesting schedule coming in in 2022. So that fantasy football, if you're thinking about that strategy and thinking about I want a guy who could be ready to pop in the playoffs, that's where I think the Watson strategy makes sense for me. But that's the the counterpoint. I think you've got to get there first. And I think that's the, the trade-off you've got to have. I can't see me having too much exposure to Watson uh, this year. Off based on topic that. on Watson, but sticking with the Browns really quickly, do you think they retain Hunt now? Because <clears throat> that was a big one on Hunt being let go because of the money they've got to pay him if Watson missed the year, but now do they keep him and hope they can scrape the playoffs? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, I would say they do staying. as well. <clears throat> Absolutely, and Which you're going to need him for. You're going to have to lean heavily on that run game in the first six weeks. So I think that's also part of it. I think in some ways Hunt became more expendable the lesser the yeah. uh, you know suspension might have been. But now that it's six, it's like okay, well, we're gonna have six weeks of running the football, and then Watson comes back, and then we try to look. I think if you look at the games he's missing. I think there's realistic three and three there. And if you can go three and three, then, you know, you're in good shape. Yeah. And that would mean that the Ernest Hunt, uh, the Ernest Johnson's the guy is probably going to get cut there. And it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Loads of Ernest Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) They're definitely cutting one of them. So it looks like Ernest Johnson will be the guy that'll get cut. Anyway, good to move on from, from that. There was uh, Alvin Kamara's got a hearing at some point. I honestly don't think there's going to be any resolution on, on him for quite some time. Um, so I don't think we need to spend too much time on that. Let's talk about then QBs. Um, yes. And more importantly, because Joe, you're the quarterback guy, and we got you for about 14 more minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, su- I'm super popular today. I'm like really uh, Adam popular. Schefter or uh, <laughs> Ian Rappaport all of a sudden. <clears throat> I want to talk to you about the evolution of quarterback play mm-hmm. because the last 24, 36 months have seen quite a uh, significant shift in the game. If uh, mm-hmm. fantasy football compared to the previous seven, eight games, it was late round QB, sleep on QB, pick up all your other positions. You'll get a great guy late. You'll be fine. Quarterback doesn't matter unless you play super flex and it's different. But in a one QB league, it didn't matter. And then now you've got this plethora of talent with Herbert and Allen and Mahomes and Murray and Jackson and uh, mm-hmm. Burrow and all these guys. In terms of this evolution, there's the different strategies. You're the quarterback guy. Yeah, how's your <laughs> How's your strategy evolved, and where well, are you sitting now when it comes? It's, it's to a great question. It's a great question. I, I think you have options. You know, I think um, for me personally, I think it's um, far less advantageous than it was in the past to go ahead and be proactive and take an earlier quarterback because you know you're getting outstanding production and the guys like Lamar Jackson who are like having or Josh Allen who are considered like a player and a half that's a lot on a weekly basis to deal with like that kind of productivity is huge and I think you know there's definitely those guys you know the Jalen Hurts of the world who you know people love in the fantasy but you know you're always worried about like does the real quarterback play go backwards instead of forwards and if so is he is his job in danger and that that really becomes troublesome from a fantasy perspective um it's a passing league and i am 
fine with being the first person to take Josh Allen. If Josh Allen should somehow in a league slip to the late third round to me, <clears throat> I will take him. I'm fine with that. I'm at peace with that. I'll make it up later. But I also feel very comfortable with the depth of the pool everywhere else. And I think you have to know what kind of football player you are. Are you somebody in the fantasy world that really does have a good grasp of where the late round wide receiver and running back talent is? Do you know how to make those kind of picks to make up ground? Because you're going to need to if you take the early quarterback or the early tight end. I'd rather go early quarterback than early tight end because to me, you also are locking in somebody, typically speaking, who's going to stay healthier and the league rules are protecting. Um, I think the the strategies are if you want to be the first to get Josh Allen at a, at a at a little bit of a discount, perfect. Like I've even got him in the fourth round in some places where people are, wow. you know, very disciplined. Well, in the industry, everybody's super disciplined when it comes to quarterbacks. <laughs> and I take advantage of that. So you're gonna give me Josh Allen in the fourth round. Okay. The good news is after Josh Allen goes wherever you are in a draft, if he doesn't go to you, you have then this moment where you can basically set your watch to the next round of Justin Herbert going. So if you want to be the next one off the board, if you'd rather get you know, 85%, 90% of what Allen gave and go for Herbert, you can basically pinpoint, okay, this is where the race starts. Then the next grouping is, to me is if you want to then look at Lamar Jackson and look at that range, which you can get a little bit more of a discount on Lamar in most drafts. Every now and then you get one where somebody's super high on Lamar, but Lamar is somebody you can go after. Then after that, then it's about letting it come to you. Burrow, Prescott, Murray, Hurts. To me, you can let any of those guys come to you. If you get them at a good value, you feel good. I still think Burrow is in that, you know, closer to the top tier than he is at the bottom of the tier because I don't think we've seen a healthy, complete, amazing Joe Burrow season. I think towards the end of the year, you really started to get Joe Burrow figuring it out. And my goodness, they put up some points. Um, and then at the end, and if you still don't want to do that or it still doesn't go your way or you miss it on the runs, then it's the, all right, let me take a capable Stafford. Let me take a capable Russell Wilson or better yet. Let me shoot early for Trey Lance, then take a Stafford, a Wilson, a Rogers, a car and back it up. And I think that's perfectly fine too. So it's, it's not like there's one path to it. I think the path is, uh, I always say the same thing, be prepared and be flexible. Those are the best two things you can be in a draft. And if you're prepared and flexible, you'll get the good quarterback value where it belongs. And that value can be the one quarterback and the value can be quarterback 12 and 15 and taking two of those guys and trying to play matchups, figure it out, take a Deshaun Watson late, whatever it might be. Because I do think there's a certain amount of floor with guys like Carr and Cousins, too, I think are you know in store for very good seasons this year. And I do think you're going to still find upside with Fields and Lawrence. So it's super flex where it gets more complicated. It's super flex where I think I don't like to leave those first four rounds without two quarterbacks in some fashion. Mm-hmm. In terms of because the, the one QB you've you've left off the board there is Patrick Mahomes, so Patrick yeah. Mahomes is is the QB two there on <laughs> on ADP. Um, I probably know why, and I'm in the similar boat to you here. Why why is Patrick Mahomes this generational talent, highest paid player in the league? We're talking about Super Bowl winner, MVP winner, but the last two seasons he's been QB four. And now we've got this diminishing cast that he has. Why is it that I don't know? Why is it not translating onto the, the, the box score for him to put up that monster season that we saw? Well, I think it's just unknown. And I don't have a problem taking Mahomes. In fact, I love when Mahomes comes at a discount. I've seen Mahomes go 
after Herbert Jackson and Kyler Murray. I've seen him go after Jalen Hurts in some drafts where people just love Hurts and the rushing ability. Well, because people, because people, they fall in love with the rushing ability, and the rushing ability is a separator, and it's something that we know it's it's a thing, and and it absolutely works, and it's and it's intellectually proven and smart, and it's it's a good way to use draft capital. But to me personally, like if you're going to give me any discount on Mahomes, I will still take it. There's unknowns, but it's not impossible. I mean, uh, you know, they've still, I mean, look, whatever you think of Juju is fair. I have a lot of hope for, for Sky Moore personally. That was the guy that I loved going into the draft. That was the guy that I was like, wow, that's a really good landing spot for that guy. Um, I think, you know, they signed MVS. It's just different and new. And I think people are a little afraid of that. Um, so I don't, I think. I think Mahomes realistically, if you gave me Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, I would probably take Lamar Jackson because of the rushing ability, because of the contract looming, because of all those things that make sense to me. And then I would take Mahomes after personally. And that's kind of where I'm at because I'm trying to win a league. And and now we have that one little bit of inkling of doubt of, can I win the, is Mahomes in a single QB league winning the league for you? Or are you better off using that draft capital elsewhere? spending it on big time wide receivers or store running backs that are still available. They're good. And then letting quarterback come to you. And I think in that sense, you could see a Trey Lance at some point in time or somebody like that having a really productive fantasy season. And I think that's, you have to weigh those options. Uh, I don't think Mahomes is done. I don't think he's toast. I think that that story is ridiculous, but I do think the unknown makes him harder to invest. (laughs) And I think that's fair. I'd say that tier two QB has got, Closer to the tier one QBs in terms of scoring potential. And I'd also say there's a greater depth in that tier two. So actually, if you miss one of the tier one guys, it isn't then a fight for two or three guys. It's probably then five or six that sit in it that is, That's exactly so that grouping too. That the Durant, panic Prescott, isn't there Murray. anymore. Exactly. It's like, it's like, well, then whoever makes it to me the best value is good. Like Dak is good. Burrow's good. Murray's good. Like all those, that's fine. Tom Brady's still pretty good too. Like all those guys are still going to put up a fair amount of points. They're all going to be top 10 quarterbacks theoretically. So then it's a matter of don't reach for them because, and this is a little black books helpful because it shows you the percentages and then you're like, well, there's the guys that move the needle and then there's the guys that don't, but they're still very good. You know, you don't want to, uh, I would prefer again, if you're going to take a Wilson, I would like to have a little upside second quarterback just in the off chance. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would like to have fields or Lawrence on my roster or Watson on my, just in case things don't work out as great as we hope in Denver necessarily. Like, I think, I think there's way in Aaron Rodgers, same thing. It's like Aaron Rodgers days of being prolific, I think might be over. So gonna be a good quarterback, but you might want some more fantasy upside. And I think that's why if you start to go to the bottom of the quarterback, like 10, 11, 12, then getting a second guy, especially a rushing second guy, an athletic second guy is probably very wise. So, Joe, who are your favorite QBs at ADP at the minute then? Who are you looking at? Uh, in terms of like the ADP, um, again, I don't mind the Josh Allen ADP. It does not scare me. Uh, in terms of the other guys I think are uh, valuable right now, I think Joe Burrow at 54 is a really good value uh, where he's going currently. Um, I do think Stafford at 88 overall is also a tremendous value in that offense. But the caveat is right now Trey Lance is going 101. I'd rather break the top 100 for Lance than Stafford because I feel like I could get what I get out of Stafford out of maybe Carr or Cousins, but I can't get what I might be able to get out of Trey Lance with the other guys. <laughs> so I want to get Trey Lance. And then I'll take one of those stand in the pocket. I know what I'm getting quarterbacks 
just to give myself a little of insurance. And to me, that is that is a good league winning strategy. Like to me, that's maybe the best of all the worlds where you build in some upside. Yes, you have to use more than one draft pick in a single quarterback league on the QB. But I think having, um, you know, going early, not waiting till pick 100 for Trey Lance, but going pick 90 for Trey Lance, you know, then taking Aaron Rodgers after taking Stafford later or then taking Carr. I think, you know, in super flex leagues, Carr and Cousins are great values. At 14, 15, if you decided to punt early on quarterback and you get both of those dudes, I think you're probably crushing it. Um, two is unknown to me still. I'd rather take a shot on fields than Tua. That's just me. I know that sounds crazy because they say, well, look at all the weapons, but you know what? Like Tua still got to prove it to me. Fields as a quarterback prospect, I just felt was a better quarterback prospect, period. Uh, I like the value of Mac Jones and Superflex at uh, the 20th quarterback. He's going at basically 160. Uh, I think Ryan and Winston as your back end, you know, QB2s are decent values, but I want to get those guys as QB2s. That's like the, the last drop off for me. Because after mm-hmm. that, the Wentz, Mayfield, Daniel Jones, I don't want anything to do with those guys unless they're my third quarterback on my bench. Murph, how about yourself? I think, well, listen, <laughs> I, I love the same QB every year, which is Tom Brady. And it's, it's always, he always comes into value, doesn't he? He always finishes, what, six? Yeah, performs his ADP every year. He was three last year. Yeah. Yeah. Tony coming off as what? QB 10. He came off, yeah, he was drafted at QB12. And listen, I said it last year on your podcast, Joe. I'm going to say it again this year. He's going to throw for between 4,800 and 5,000 yards. He's going to throw for 40 touchdowns. And he's going to have a high completion percentage rate. That's good for top five. It's good it for top five. No one's going to – he's a top five QB. This yeah, is two rushing touchdowns last year as well. I ca- oh, yeah, let's not forget those two. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, that's the thing, too. Th- it's like someone will go early on Kyler Murray or early on Hurts, and then Tom Brady will float. <laughs> but, you know, if you if you look at it realistically, you know, the, the players you're passing on then at that same general, like, ADP, I mean, you're talking about guys who can really impact your roster in a positive way. I mean, the guys like Amari Cooper and Cortland Sutton are going in that same range as Kyler Murray, you know, and then you can still get Tom Brady. You know, I think that's that's the difference of who you have to pass on, you know, in order to take that quarterback who has that rushing appeal. But, you know, the thing with quarterback rushing appeal is it comes at a price because the injury quotient is higher. It's higher for guys like Murray. It's higher for guys like Hertz. Lamar Jackson last year, you have to be willing to eat that. And I think some people just see the points. And don't see the downside too, because when you're out there in space, you're taking more hits, you're taking more shots. And this is why I can't, I can't take Joe Burrow. I can't take Joe Burrow ADP. I, I don't understand his ADP, and I understand what you're saying. Great quarterback, all this, blah blah blah. Well, he's a Joe, he's like Brady, he, but more mobile. Burrow's more mobile than people mm, give him credit for, and he was in college. Yeah, okay. And I don't he's, think we've seen that at the NFL level because he was a rookie and then he got hurt. And I think now you might see a little bit more of that, but you're not but, wrong. Like but how in terms much of more draft capital you're on? Yeah, but that's what I mean. I, how yeah. how much more rushing are you going to get out of Joe Burrow for the for the three to four round discount you're getting? Yeah, because that they, that that yeah. is what you're paying. You are paying mm-hmm. the difference up between you know Burrow and Brady is thirty five picks. So mm-hmm. three rounds, paying three rounds. I still think thirty seven yard differential rushing last year. Right, thirty-seven yards rushing, and <laughs> right. Brady blew him out of the water with with touchdowns. He blew him out of the water with with yards. 
I can't see a path where Joe Burrow is going to pass Tom Brady. I just don't. I don't see it this year. And if I'm wrong, I'll eat my hat. I really will. I'll I'll, I'll find a taste. I'll get a chocolate hat made and I'll eat it. Like whatever. <laughs> like, but you I just get out of the hospital. Stop eating chocolate hats. I don't think that's going to work out well. For, <laughs> for me, it's just about. Yeah, I don't. You try and find a player that outperforms where you take them. That's how you win a league, right? Always, always. Burrow's going as QB five. That that wide receiver, and that wide receiver, you know, area there. You're talking about guys like Gabe Davis. You're talking about guys like Rashad Bateman. All the guys that we all think can outperform their ADP. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you might as well just wait that out. And I do agree with that sentiment. And that's why I have Brady ahead of Burrow in my rankings. I have I have Brady at five. There we go. So how can you, know, you take? How can you take? How can you be happy with Burrow's ADP? Uh, I'm not happy with it, but here's the <laughs> thing: it, I I do like I know what I'm getting with Burrow, and I do believe there's another gear yet to come there. No, I agree. Uh, but I was a very big Joe Burrow guy coming into the league when a lot of people had questions, and yeah. I, I the makeup is there. Jamar Chase is all world. You know, the offense, think about what he did last year with the offensive line being what it was. And they spent more on the offensive line than any other team. So I think that change alone could really benefit them. And and you're right. There's probably a ceiling there. Sure. There's probably a limit. And if that limit is Tom Brady, but you also do have to always keep in the back of your mind. Tom Brady is 147 years old. And, you know, at some point in time, maybe it does stop. But until it does, there he is. There he is. Nice and warm and snuggly in the hat. There you go. Tom Brady. (laughs) Don't forget, he's got the best wide receiver four that we've ever seen in the NFL. (laughs) Look, man, he's going to sling the ball over the place. You know that. I know that. I mean, that's just where they're at. And he didn't come back to not win. He's Tom Brady. So keep telling him he can't. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming, talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforumc.org. Go ahead. Keep telling him, everyone. <laughs> we know how Tom Brady reacts to that. Joe, you've got to go on television, so we got to yep. let you go. Um, before you go, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find the Black Book, um, uh, and everything you're doing. Well, first of all, again, happy to see you at home, up and about. Take it easy. You know, no, don't, no safaris anytime soon for you. Uh, uh, we can uh, obviously catch me out on the Fantasy Pros podcast. Uh, and of course, uh, fantasy football black book is now on Amazon You can go get that. And as well, if you, um, if you want to join a fun super flex league, we got one running on fan tracks, which is fun right now. The super flex challenge It's free yeah. to join. We're giving away a Najee Harris Jersey to the winner yeah. where you have 150 people in it. Now we have 240 slots available. So uh, it's on my Twitter profile at Joe piece of PS 17. You can find it and join there and have some fun and, uh, always fun talking quarterbacks. And, uh, again, remember everybody. There's more than one way to do it. It doesn't have to be this way or that way. Let the draft come to you. And as Dan was saying, 
It's about the value you're getting at quarterback. That's the most important thing. If you can get Josh Allen at a value, awesome. If Josh Allen goes in the first round of the single quarterback league, it wasn't meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Joe, thank you so much. Pleasure, sir. Cheers, mates. Good to see you. You take it easy, man. All the best, mate. Well, that was entertaining as always. Awesome insight. Awesome insight. Yeah, I enjoyed that. But now I'm with you. I can't see Burrow paying back QB5 numbers. I don't don't get it. I think this is where... NFL ability and fantasy relevance of blurred. Does that make mm. sense a little? Hundred percent. Fantastic, leading them to the Super Bowl. Great. Throws, but actually, that doesn't translate. And sometimes you look at QBs like Jalen Hurts, who has question marks over his starting ability as an NFL QB. Actually, is probably a better fantasy relevant player. Yeah, and again, we're talking. I said it just now. It's thirty-five spots. Yeah, thirty-five picks between. Joe, uh, to, you know Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. That's a lot. That's three rounds, and it just contextualize that in your head. Oh yeah. Like yeah. It, when you're going to press the button on Joe Burrow, just context. Because even if you reach around for on Tom Brady, right? Even if you reach around, it's two. Even two rounds. Can you? you uh, this is what I and and also I'm going to put Dak Prescott in the same bracket because I can't see a world where Dak Prescott is going to outscore Tom Brady. Now that difference is is 24 draft picks, so that's two whole rounds. I don't see that. Like I don't see how that in in any world. And this is no. I'm not just. I'm not besmirching these players. They're great players. I love Joe Burrow down the stretch last year. He was phenomenal. I think Dak Prescott is an underrated quarterback. I still think he's good. In and as you say, in the real world of of NFL quarterbacks, I think he has the ability to win a Super Bowl. I'm not knocking his talent. Yeah. Just the value. And this is where I think I look at that tier, and I think that tier is a lot smaller than I think people should view it. And I think for me, if I'm gonna pay up in that round, I want an elite player mm-hmm. because of what you're going to give up. So I will take a Herbert if he falls there. I will take a Mahomes if he falls there. I'll take a Jackson. I will take a Murray. Yeah. And then it's Hurts, maybe. But to be honest, I still think I'd take Brady over Hurts. I think at that point, I'm quite happy to wait for that Brady. Okay. I still think I'm ready to wait for that Brady tier. I took Brady at 106 in the Scott Fishbowl, so well, I can't talk. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but in that format... And I still think he'll outperform, he'll outperform QB6, so I'm he still okay with that. Yeah, and I, absolutely. So I, I, I just sit there and think, as Joe said, I think Joe hit this really poignantly, that, uh, but I, that tier's a lot smaller for me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at that and thinking the upside for me is Tom Brady, that's the upside tier. I'm willing to mm-hmm. pass that back end tier of Prescott, uh, Burrow, Hertz. I mean, I'm willing to punt that tier. That tier can go for me. Yeah. Um, if I miss Brady, if I miss Brady and I'm, it happens, I'm probably quite comfortable punting. I'm probably quite comfortable punting to Trey Lance. 
I'm probably Lance, I think that got... that to me is probably the next best the next best strategy. It's the upside pick there, yeah. Is is to it's do a clear that. upside pick. Yeah. And I think that And I'd argue probably... Tua potentially as well. But I yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm definitely I think um I'm not I don't I've think I've grown, he's growing on me and I don't like it, but he is growing on me. <sighs> There's two elements to this. And this goes back videos. to the this goes back to the real world versus the yeah. um this goes back to the real world versus fantasy side of things, right? Take the real world aspect of it. I think in real world he's a very limited quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he is someone who is highly accurate in very short to intermediate throws, yeah. who will be very questionable on long throws. He'll make some, he won't make some. But he will fine. be it'll be very that's easy, a... very statuesque. Make a few plays here and there. He'll be very similar to like uh he'll be a not that's as a good he'll be back basically, in QB too. And that's yeah, what they were. Well they were. He, he will be he will be he'll be like a seventy percent Drew Brees. That's basically what I kind of view him to be, right? Not that's basically why I view him. I view him as a seventy percent Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. That's kind of you can call that harsh, I don't really care. Um so I think about that and think about, but in there's that there's a role for that, and I think actually if you saw how productive um, Breeze was, even seventy percent of Drew Breeze is still a low end QB one, oh, so, and it's yeah. in his so, premium. So it will take seventy percent of Drew Breeze's career but, right now. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I, I'm not saying his career, but in terms of his numbers and his not his efficiency because he'll be efficient. Mm-hmm. But the thing you've got here is you've got the playmakers. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, Tua doesn't have to make the plays. Tua just has to get the ball in the hands of Tyreek Hill. He's yeah. just got to get the ball in the hands of Jalen Waddle. He's just got to get the ball in the hands of people like Mike Gazicki and Cedric Wilson. You know, he yeah. has got playmakers. He has got people who will have yard after catch ability everywhere that, that will make. And those points count. Yeah. Those points count. Like, he doesn't need... If he didn't have Tyreek Hill and he didn't have Jalen Waddle, and if he was throwing to the same core of players he was throwing to last year, I wouldn't be interested. Wouldn't bo- it's like, yeah, he'll be he'll be QB 16, QB 18. He'll be pretty boring, and he'll just yeah. sort of sail through. And, and this be, is that tier you're looking for upside. Right, and, and I think Hill the upside, but he doesn't bring the upside. The players around him... Yes, do, Tyreek Hill will, brings that upside too. And he will... And he will find Tyreek Hill because he yeah. is that accurate. Yeah. And Mike McDaniel's a clever coach, and they will make that work. So I, I, I am with you. I do think Tua is a value, okay. but it's not because he is instantly better than the quarterbacks around him. It's just because there's a little, there's a little pocket of what's going on there that I just think you can buy into, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, Tua right now, ADP is Q on sleeper, QB 16. Yeah, so he's going He's going at pick 122, mm-hmm. which is uh, 11th round. Yep. So you could take... You could take Tua... He falls in that could, bracket like Joseph, though, where you take two. Rather yeah, so than you, getting an early guy, you don't want two as your QB2 if you've taken a, a Herbert or an Allen. This no. is one where you're going to pick up a car or a Cousins with a safe floor and then gamble on the upside of two. As you say, round eight, nine, 10, 11, double tap on a turn, put them both or in the bank and move you on. Could, you could be really different and take two in fields. 
But then I feel if you're, you're on that turn, you could you could double tap them and see which one pops. But then you're only shooting outside. And with the way that both of them are built, you could start the wrong one each week. I of course you could. Oh, it's a gamble, but if you want to mm. try something different, it would be out of the box. I'm not recommending it as a strategy. It would be an agonizing decision each week to sit and try yeah. and pick which one you're gonna put in, right? Yeah, it, it really would. But I think I think there's some interesting HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PREP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org plays around that that sort of field i i just think i'm going to look at teams this year and i think when we come back and we're going to analyze the teams that won championships this year and we look at the quarterback position do i think more people are going to win championships with joe burrow as their quarterback or do i think more people are going to win championships with someone like trey lance as their quarterback and i I can't help but feel it's going to be someone like trey lance that's that's what my that's what my spider senses are tingling me. Like that's where I, that's... right now. It's the unknown, I think, which is keeping his ADP where it is. Next year, is. he'll be amongst the Lamar, the Jalen Hurts, the Kyler Murray bracket. He'll be I, I... in that mid-tier two range. Yeah, and I and I think I just can't see. I think you've got to have an exceptional draft if you take Burrow, Dak. I'd even maybe throw Kyler Murray in there, if I'm honest. I think Kyler's fine. I think Kyler's yeah. fine. If I ha- if I had a choice of those three, Kyler Murray is the three I would have. But I'm not sure I'm excited to get any of those three players. I don't think those three are, are league winners to me. I don't look at those three players and think they're a league winner. I think they I think are. Murray can league... stay healthy again. He's shown he can be. It's just the knocks he gets so often. That when that first year in, he came with this baseball sliding style, avoiding of being a hit. And then he picked up a couple of injuries and it's just tempered off a little bit in terms of the playmaking ability somewhat. So I don't know if he can get back to that a bit. He's going to add extra yards to each carry. I think that'll make a difference. It, it, it will, but it's also a consistency thing with him. And, yeah. you know, we, we're looking at Kyler Murray, you know, finishes in fantasy football. That 2020 season, when he finished... Where did he finish? Like QB5? QB6, oh, I, I think. Have a look. Um, 2020, he was QB3. Okay. Six, so he was QB... six in his debut season, three after, 10 last year, having missed three games. Fine. So effectively, it'd have been seven or eight again, let's say, if he played them games. Okay. So you need you need him to be you need him to be in that three four range for that to work. Well, that's it. He's coming off the board as QB six, which yeah. is where he'll finish in a I good think, year. I th- and I think yeah, I think that's why I don't I don't want to. I'm looking at league winners, right? I'm looking at yeah. people who can who can win leagues. Josh Allen win a league. Justin Herbert win a league. Lamar Jackson will win a league. Tom Brady is ADP wins a league for me. I think yeah. even Aaron Rodgers at his ADP potentially wins a league for you. Matt Stafford probably at his ADP 
No, probably, I don't that. think so. I think I'm probably not yeah. quite there. But Trey Lance, you know, I think they're the players that kind of can win you <laughs> can win your leagues. I don't I don't think there's that many league winning quarterbacks. And I think what happens is the run starts and people panic. And I think people yeah. panic too much. And people go, I have to have a Burrow, a, um, a Prescott, Hurt. And I don't I don't think there's a drop off between them and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Not, not enough. Not enough for me to to to, to pay up. Yeah, see, I play those top guys minus Burrow for me. If the value's there, I'll take them. That mid lot of Dak, Rogers, Stafford, I'm almost going to ignore because there isn't the upside to them. And yeah. they're being taken at where they're going to finish. Okay, it's a legal bet. But as we said earlier, you need to outperform where you take them at almost every pick to be able to win a so the guys that are going to do that are going to be two are, are going to be Lance that you'll pick up later on. So yeah. I'll shoot for the consistent wide receiver fours on my rosters, the running back threes on my rosters, those guys in that slot instead, and I'll pick up a Trey Lance two, three rounds later over an Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah, I, I do think there's a merit to having... I, I look at Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers is, is at pick 94. So he's QB 12. Mm-hmm. I look at Aaron Rodgers at pick 94 QB 12 and think, yeah, if, if I miss, if I miss Brady, I'll pay, I'll pay pick 90 for Aaron Rodgers because I'll back him to finish above QB 12. Cause when has Aaron Rodgers yeah. not finished above QB 12? Uh, when he's played a full season, never. Not been outside right. the top 10 when he's played a full season. Not been outside the top nine for argument's sake. But so, he has had Devontae Adams practically for all of it. And now he doesn't. No, of That's got to factor Listen, there's, there's a, Yeah, there, there is a slight risk to it. But I also think he's he's still a statistical machine. I think he's... he's yeah. I think it's it's a boring pick. I don't look at that and go, yeah. oh, yes, I'm so excited. But I can't see a reason why he wouldn't beat someone like Matt Stafford or Russell Wilson. I just don't. I don't see a yeah. reason he wouldn't finish above them. Um I'm not predicting him to finish in the top five, but again, you're talking about even a small marginal win there. If you can win, well, you're win more picks than you lose. Yeah, and that that's that's how you got to do it. And I think that's yeah. that's why someone like Aaron Rodgers to me is is a good pick at that stage. And I think if you get him and then you take Trey Lance, that really excites. I think that as a combination is a really good winning combination because you can. You can start Rodgers in your early weeks because he's not going to cost you. He's not going to burn you, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. He'll keep you competitive, and you can see what you've got in Trey Lance. Is Trey Lance? And he's got the be... Vikings and Chicago. So he's got a couple of nice, friendly Home... QB games to play, right? And he, they're divisional games, and he's up for them, and all of yeah. those sorts of things. I think he's got the Giants Week Five, Jets Week Six, Washington Week love... Seven. So I think it's a strong strategy. I think it, yeah. you know you can take Rodgers and you can take Lance. One round later, I think you can double tap QB there because you yeah. you're getting sort of the first sort of seven rounds to fill your roster there, eight rounds to fill your roster there, and I think you can sit there and build your roster with four running backs, four wide receivers, or however you want to stack your roster there. You've kind of got this really nice meat and drink of your roster. You've got your depth. You've got everything. You maybe put a tight end in there, whatever, right? You can double tap QB, lock that in, 
don't worry about it for the rest of the draft. Then you go and just get your cream and then you sort it. And I think you'll have a really strong roster. Um, you know, I think, as Joe said, it's about being flexible. I wouldn't go in with that mindset. But if I missed on, if I missed on the elite guys and I missed on Brady, that Rogers Lance combination to me seems to be the one that really goes. Yeah, I'd I'd have some of that. I think I'll probably have yeah. a few teams this year that will look like that, and I'd feel very comfortable starting Aaron Rodgers week one, week two. See what I've got in Lance. If Lance goes and puts up forty point weeks, well, it's easy to make the switch. If it takes him some time, that's okay. I've got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to put me up twenty. 20 points a week it's going to be boring but he's not going to he's not going to cost me a week he's not going to lose me many games he might not win me many games but he's not going to lose me many games i'm not going to lose many games with aaron Rodgers as my quarterback i'll lose because my tight end didn't score or yeah. my running backs didn't score or something like that so that's where i just think play your percentages look at look at where there's some value so um let's talk about some players who are We've talked about our least favorite. You, you, you and me are very similar. We are. I mean, you've got you've got you've got Lawrence on on your list of least favorites, which is fine, but he's not really getting drafted. So in a one QB no. league, so no, not. it's not overly important uh, to to mention him. Players we expect to outperform ADP. <laughs> Um, and we've talked about Trey Lance. So we're not going to talk about him anymore. We and we've talked about I I put on here Russell Wilson, yeah. but. I think only just be- well. I just look at who he's around, and I like he's going, he's going between. He's QB eight on sleeper, seventy seven. Yes, he's QB eight on sleeper, but he's he, everywhere else. He's lower, like sleeper okay. signed elevating him higher. Okay, so he's picked seventy seven. So he's. See, going- I don't like him at QB eight. Yeah, see, he's going. There's he's too many going- so he's going more at QB ten. Okay. So at QB ten, I'm sitting there thinking, well, I can see a path where he he outperforms Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow, yeah. maybe. He's going um, ahead of Dak and Brady and Rogers here. Yes, yeah, so he's going ahead. Of, he's going ahead of Brady. He's going ahead of Rogers. Um, yeah. But he's going. He's going, and he's going ahead of, of Stafford, which I think is yeah. right. It is. So. Uh, I just don't yeah. know. Just, there's too many unknowns there for me right now. Yeah, I think there is, but I, I just think in terms of... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I, I look at I look at where you can get him now. So I'm thinking he really is QB QB ten. And I look at what's available at QB ten and think, well, okay, it's it's really it's him, it's Brady and, and Rogers. And you know, obviously I would have Brady and Rogers over Wilson, but then I think Stafford, you know, I'm not I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. I don't think Jalen Hurts is someone mm. I know there's the rushing side. I just don't but... see the upside in taking him. Pick 77, shoot the upside. Drake London 78, Gabriel I, I, Davis I totally... 81, Devonta Smith 82, and then come back and take. I think I think QB because Aaron was... Rodgers in the next round. I get that. 
I think the difference is I can see a path to where Russell Wilson can finish as a top five QB because okay. we've seen it. He don't forget yeah. this is a guy who has finished as yeah. the QB one overall. He has done it. I'm not saying he's going to. I'm not saying he is going to be a top five QB. I don't have him in my top five QBs. But he's got a very good cast of weapons there. It was 2017. He was. QB it was one. a while. Yeah, yeah we. Yeah, <laughs> he's had some injuries since then, but he's also had some. But you know, he's had seasons where he's able to put up. Uh, you know. Good, okay. good yardage and good numbers, yeah. and he's yeah. got Nathaniel in a rushing Hackett. first offense as well. He's had yeah. in Seattle, and he's he's got and he's got Nathaniel Hackett there now as his yeah. head coach, and they're going to be very offensive minded and they're going to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. And I think his pass attempts will be much more in line with those 2017, 2018 numbers than what we have seen um, in the in the pre in the in the years that followed that. So I can see a path. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen. But I can, for me, I think there is and there is there is a morsel of upside there. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's Trey Lance upside. I'm not saying it's Tua upside. I'm not saying no. it's definitely Tom Brady upside. But if you draft him at QB ten and he performs at QB nine, we talk about small wins and winning more than you lose. That's a win. Yeah, I and, and I th- I think he's going to finish QB seven, QB eight. That's where I kind of okay. think he's going to be in that <clears> sort of realm. Um, but I can see him having elite weeks as well. I see him having game winning weeks as they start to click and get things going. They're going to be in a high, they're going to be in the highest scoring division in football. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be behind the lot of games. They're going to be ahead in the lot of games. They're going to be behind the lot of games. That division is nuts. That division yeah. is so loaded with talent. And this brings on Stacy's question about Derek Carr. Yes. Can Derek Carr finish in the top 10 this year? Yes. Do I think he will? No. Um, oh. And it's, it's not on, his talent at all. Nope. I actually am a big fan of Derek Carr. I actually think he's an underrated player. I just think the other guys are too good. <laughs> I think it's it's not it's not Derek Carr. It's just the other guys are too good. I actually think that Derek Carr could outperform Joe Burrow. He but... could the only route I see to Derek Carr finishing top ten is if Jackson goes down for three games and Murray goes down for three games. Yeah, some. I, I think it will definitely take something. He will take some injuries to to get there. If everyone was healthy and equal, well, let's go through the numbers. Is he gonna? Is he gonna be better than Josh Allen? No. Is he gonna be better than Mahomes? No. Is he gonna be better than Herbert? No. Is he gonna be better than Jackson? No. Is he gonna be better than Murray? Mm-hmm. No. Is he gonna be better than Burrow? I could see it. Mm, I don't think so. Enough, I don't think no, me. probably not. Is he gonna be better than Dak? No. Is he gonna be better than Hertz? Probably not. Is he going to be better than Brady? No. Is he going to be better than Rodgers? No. Is he going to be better than Wilson? No. Is he going to be better than Stafford? Yeah, Stafford yeah, could drop path. off. Yeah, Probably not. Path. Is he going to be better than Trey Lance? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. No. So now we get, we're now we're at fourteen. So he is where he is. Yeah. Uh, and I and I think I think what people kind of don't I think what people don't understand is that analysts are very good with quarterback predictions. It's the only prediction. It's the only position they've really yeah. nailed. These guys get it right. I write about this in the playbook. It's it's pretty accurate. Like 70-80% right. It's well over the the 55-60% kind of margins that you get um when you're trying to make predictions and, and hedge wins. And I think when you're looking at it, you have to try and understand why someone is the way they're <laughs> You said this with Trey Lance, and you're absolutely spot on. Trey Lance is where he is because he's unknown. That yeah. is it. Yeah. 
if we if we'd seen Trey Lance play a season of football and knew what we were getting, we would know a lot more about where his ADP is and where it should be. We know that Watson's ADP is because we didn't know about his suspension. Now we'll see what the yeah. market believes he is worth, and that will be accurate. Yeah. Derek Carr is where he is because that's probably not far off where We've he's going to finish. Yeah. He's going to finish. Listen, I think he could finish QB 12. I think that is in his range of outcomes. Do I think he finishes higher than that? No. No, I just don't. I don't see it. I, it would... And also, it's just Josh McDaniels for me. Clever coach, very creative, but you know we're not. Josh McDaniels has not coached. I mean, you know, Tom Brady and that offense, and he wasn't coaching Tom Brady to <laughs> to high end QB one offensive performances. And then you can talk mm-hmm. about Bill Belichick and. New England style football and defense and all this malarkey, right? But the, the bottom line is this: there's no proven formula that Josh McDaniels coaches high-performing fantasy football quarterbacks. It just doesn't, hasn't really happened. And until that happens, you can't predict something that hasn't really happened unless you have a really good foundation on it. And I just don't, I don't have one. That's that's it for me. Um, someone's mentioned about the AFC Championship game, Bills v Chiefs. I can't put the Chiefs there. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't look at the Chiefs roster and think they're gonna they're gonna get there. I do another NFL based show, really small, couple of mates, and I've gone to far side as the Chiefs don't make the playoffs. Okay. The way they came out last year. Early on in the season, they managed to rectify a few things, but I just think they look very one-dimensional right now. Um, and I think of all the teams in that division, have made a step forward to make themselves better on both sides of the ball, and the Chiefs actually haven't. I think if you look player for player across the roster, they're probably worse. I think the D's improved. Um I think because they're a tried and tested unit who've gone through that adversity for the most part, I think they probably, I get what you're saying. I think they probably get there, but I don't think they're the scary force that they were. I don't, I don't think they've got that fear factor anymore that they had um, 18 months ago when they got humble. Okay. They got humble. I think that Super Bowl loss in the manner that they lost to the Buccaneers I think that really forget the hangover. I think that the league was shown that you can stop the Chiefs from scoring touchdowns. And I think as soon as that went away, that air (laughs) of invincibility kind of left. And I know they put it together second half last season. They got on a roll, confidence flew, but they weren't a free flowing offense. And then the Bengals, the Bengals D stopped them. And I think that's what you've got to remember is the those chinks and armors are there now. They don't have those playmakers. Yeah, I think they make the playoffs, but I, I think there's better teams in the in the AFC. I think there's a lot better teams in the AFC. I look at, I think the Bills yeah. are the favourites. Don't get me wrong. I think they're the the easy favourites in the AFC. Yeah. But I think you know, I look at Baltimore with all the injuries they had. They still made the playoffs last year. I look at the Titans have got a pretty easy division. I think they've got everything potentially to put it together. I look at. New England and you know second year with what they've built 
never rule them out. They could be one of those teams you go to Foxborough and it's just a horrible place to go. You just never know. I don't think they win the division, so maybe being on the road might stick them a little bit. Um, I look at I look at the Bengals. Don't forget the Bengals are the reigning AFC champions. They can put up points on anybody if they put it together. You look at Denver potentially with what yeah. they've got. You've got the Chargers. If they if the Chargers roster is stacked, like it's stacked everywhere. You look at the Chargers. The Chargers should the Chargers should be in the AFC title game based on names. If you played this game on paper or Madden or whatever you want to play it on, mm-hmm. the Chargers roster from top to bottom, is right up there with the best in the NFL. I don't think they get there because I don't know if I back the coach to do it. But what I will say, that that, that roster is stacked. It is absolutely yep. stacked with talent. There's so many teams. I just think, yeah, I just think it's going to be a, an attrition war. It's going to be interesting. Fair. Any other QBs you want to mention? Because I've got one. I just want to put an honourable mention in. You put one honourable mention in. I'll finish with one honourable mention, and we'll go from there, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Awesome. Mine's getting undrafted in one QB leagues, but we talk about upside and we talk about outperforming your ADP and where you're at and having a win, right? Yeah. You've seen it on the list now, haven't you? Well, I, I knew you were going to mention him before I even wrote the question. So yeah, okay. I, I'm not familiar. So, I'm, Jared I'm Goff is not a QB 28 in the NFL. No. He can't be. So he has to outperform that for me. He, the three years, okay, the injuries affected him. Three years he's played all the games. He's finished 12, 13, and six. Detroit have brought in DJ Shark. They've brought in Jameson Williams. TJ Hawkinson should be back fit and healthy. Uh, they have weapons there. I think Goff's at 28 because it's very unsexy to pick a Detroit Lions quarterback right now. Yeah. And no real other reason. Superflex, Jared Goff is a QB3. What upside that is? Because that guy's going to be better than QB28 at the end of the year. Got some breaking news for you. Oh. Alvin Kamara's court hearing has been delayed by 60 days. Okay. Which means season, it's then. going to put it in the middle of the season. So do you know what's going to happen when it gets to six the evidence time? down to after the season? Right. They'll kick an evidential hearing down the road and they'll deal with exactly. it in the off season. Yeah. Yep. So it's pretty much what you and I talked about privately this morning. Yep. Um, so <laughs> so Avan Kamara has been kicked down the road 60 days. I don't think I expected that necessarily to happen, but it has. No, I thought they'd have moved it right away. I thought they moved it right away, but they go yep. 60 days, which puts it into uh, October. Um, yep. They're not going to do this hearing in October. It will be. Which is uh, a good thing for redrafts now, because where's he coming out? R- round late second three? Round. No, second no, round. He is going out, pick. No, he's climbed. He's picked 20, so back okay. end of the second. He's going at RB11. But he is a top 10 running back if he plays all season, and he will well, play all season. Considering, considering these are the players that are going ahead of him right now, Nick Chubb, who has the talent, he's but in the, the injury field. prone. Yep. Uh, so he's RB10 at 15, pick 15. Yep. Going next to him is Javante Williams, who's RB9, which you and I... Split backfield. <laughs> right. DeAndre Swift, who's going at the back end of the first round, which I yeah. just don't understand. That's absolutely but, wild for me. He's not done anything yeah. in the NFL that justifies that to me. So I already look at Alvin Kamara and think, well, he's at worst, he's eight. Yeah. Um, mind you, I still think Leonard Fournette, RB14, is absolutely wild. 
And we also know Kamara has game-winning two three-touchdown games in him that will win you weeks. It was the RB1 in 2020. Yeah. It was the RB1 in 2020. What more do you, the discount, more do you want? See, I thought with the hearing today being moved, the discount would go. I thought we'd suddenly see him move into that, I don't know, I mean, nine, ten do. pick slot. But the fact they've only moved it 60 days for me actually says you might have another the rest of this redraft season now to actually still get Kamara at a discount. And I wouldn't be scared about doing it now either. Nah, I've been punching I've been punching the button on him all summer. Yeah. I I genuinely didn't ever believe he would ever get a ban in season. <laughs> so I've been punching that button all I think I have Avan Kamara in every in most well, big um, tournaments. I well earmark this for sixty days' time when they come out of his eight game bad from sitting <laughs> Yeah, well, if that happens, then I'm going to have a really bad year. I think I have. I think I have him on so many teams, especially in the big tournaments, because you, he was such there. a value. Talk about value. Talk about beating where you get him. Yeah, be where you get him. Uh, absolutely, uh, Mikey B. I mentioned well, this very quickly because we I mentioned golf quickly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Davis Go. Mills. It's exactly the same argument. Davis Mills is not he a 29. Mills, I know. He's not a 29 QB in the world uh, in the NFL. He's he's much better than that. He's got. He's going to be given all the weapons. He's going to be given time. Um, he's got no competition. He's got no competition. None. There's zero. He hasn't. I'm going to temper that slightly, though. Because him and Goff are very similar in ADP, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going pretty much back to back. Um, so think... one side has made a definitive effort to make their offense better. One has a very consistent with last year, I guess. The quality of the, uh, the skill players around him is different to me. And Goff's been there and done it. And Mills has had one year, which was steady. And yeah, he will finish for me 22, 24. But I think upside pick, Goff's the unknown there. A little bit. I think I think for me, the, it, the, here's the reason why I, I, think, um, I think he's much better. Is, first of all, there's just no turnovers with Mills. Very, very few. He's only had one year. Had last one year. okay, but last last five games of last season, he completed nearly sixty nine percent of his passes. He threw nice. for over two hundred and fifty yards a game. He threw nine Fair. touchdowns and two interceptions, and he was throwing to just Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has got more weapons there now. He does have a bit more support. They have bought a run game in for him because that wasn't there. Um, you have got pl- he is exceptionally good with his arm. He's got a yeah. very, very good arm. He does. And he's highly He was accurate. higher than coming out of college. I know he was the year before. I was higher than anyone. And I, yeah. I am a big fan of his talent. And I'm listen, I'm not sitting here thinking he's gonna set the world alight, but I will say this. If Davis Mills finishes QB sixteen, just don't be shocked. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I see that is in his range of outcomes. And I think for me he is the he is the best QB three um, super flex option you'll pick up him or yeah. Matt Jones both Jerkoff. or Jerkoff. You can ha- let's have all three of them in a tier. All three can go in a tier. I'm happy to take any of those. Yeah. As my QB three. Yeah. I think Matt Jones is probably a tier above the other two. To be honest with you. Yeah, maybe, but he costs a lot more. Yeah. So, but don't be afraid to have. Listen, I think what 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 you and I are saying is is this. Davis Mills or, or Jared Goff are going to be better than the following names in uh, in Superflex. Cool. I'll say if I disagree. Daniel Jones. Yeah. Carson Wentz. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. 
And now I'm kind of thinking... Mm. So now you've taken away from 28 and 29 to 2022. Yeah. So then Matt your injuries Ryan, sneak in and whatever that's... Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Deshaun Watson. That's Matt Ryan I'm torn on because yeah. I was incredibly high on Matt Ryan last year. And I know the Falcons were bad, but I actually put a lot of that on Matt Ryan's door. Matt Ryan... Oh, his arm's like gone. Throw his arm's gone. Yeah, suddenly, he moves team. Yes, he's got a better line. Yes, he's got better weapons. But we suddenly think he's a Matt Ryan of 2019. And he isn't. He was last year's Matt Ryan. Yeah. Do you know? And I, I can't quite get that. Yeah, I agree. Personally. So he'd be I, one I'm, I'm missing all over the gap. I'm not picking him. him so I'm, much last year. I'm not picking him. It doesn't interest me. I think, I think I'd, I'd rather have Davis Mills and, or Jared Goff. Fair. All right. There we go. There you go. There is a. There's your bombshell. <laughs> I'd rather have Jared Goff than Matt Ryan. <laughs> Words See? I never thought I'd say on a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a great show. It's so good to be back. I'm so glad. Thanks so much for holding the shit while I've been here. Two great awesome, shows. It's a great show. I know you was commenting loads with uh, Andy last week. It's good fun. FFCC yeah. in full flow. And I'm on the clock as we speak. So that's what the first thing I'll do when we finish. Sorry to my <laughs> draft mates for holding well, you up. Thank-, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone, so much for watching. Thank you so much for all the well wishes. Thank you for uh, literally everything, uh, all the questions, all the support, all the comments. Um, keep them coming. Uh, we'll come back next week stronger, better episodes. Um, thanks to Joe. And always, don't forget, keep rushing. Buy the book. Oh, and yeah, buy the book. <laughs> buy the playbook. It's on sale still. Um uh, there's still a couple of spots left in the book league. So, uh, yeah, go out there and buy them. Uh, if you show your receipts in the next sort of 24, 48 hours, I'll add you there's a couple of spots left. So awesome. uh, until next week, keep rushing. Thanks, Rush. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.